If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Lauren Crock is our guest on Horse Chats today, and Lauren's from Saddle Souls. And I'd like to introduce you. She does equine-assisted learning, so anyone that's particularly interested in equine-assisted learning will find this episode of Horse Chats quite exciting, I think, because she's quite well-established. She's got a number of therapists, and uh, I think it looks like a well-established business. But before we get going and start with Lauren, I'd just like to remind you about the values of International Horse College. So horse welfare and safety are about most importance when humans have any interaction with horses and anyone that's listened to the podcast before will know that. And that's why at International Horse College, within the courses, we only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. And we only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers in all the courses. Have a look at internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation, 31352. Now, Lauren, um, are you there, Lauren? Yes, ma'am. Lauren, I'd like to chat to you about Saddle Souls. And, you know, looking at the website, looking at the Facebook pages, it looks pretty exciting, some of the work that you're doing. And if people would like to look for Lauren's website, it is a Wix site, so it might be just, you know, just that little bit harder. But go to horsechats.com, search for Lauren, search for Crocker, or even search for Saddle Souls, and we'll have all those details at the bottom of her uh, her page at Horse Chats. Now, Lauren, normally I ask people what their favourite quote is. So do you have a favourite quote that you'd like to tell us about? I do. And it is, don't take advice from someone that you wouldn't want to trade lives with. That's interesting because it's one that's a little different from what I've heard before. You know, we often say don't take investment advice, say, from someone who's not a millionaire and well-established in their financial means. So don't take investment advice from them. But what you're saying is it's not just about that they've done it. It's their lives, so their values and everything else. Yes, morals, integrity, respect, accountability, responsibility, things that... I guess, build your character. Yeah. I like asking for the quotes. I think it starts to tell us a bit more about you before we keep listening. What I'd like to know, you know, you've got saddled souls. How did you get started? What gave you the idea? You know, because a lot of people have a lot of different business interests within horses, but what gave you the idea to have this centre? The idea was kind of proposed to me from a colleague's spouse because I am a real estate agent broker in the area and with my passion having my first horse when I was five being blessed enough to be able to walk out of my house and run to the barn every waking moment I knew that I had to share this also being a real estate agent broker I'm working with clients that have children in the foster care system and to see their struggles and hear the stories about what they're going through, how they're going through it. Some things don't work. That was kind of my final straw of, okay, Lauren, you've got to do this to give back to our community. Um, Thankfully, our horse industry here is growing. 
we've got farms being sold and houses being built and we don't have the ecosystem the role development that we used to, we are being more city life, which takes away from, I think, our purpose. And this is my purpose. All right. The idea came from someone, but you've pulled people together, you know, to join your team. And we talk about characteristics of people, you know, like it's great if they've got horse experience. It's great if they can do their job, get the qualifications, do what they can do. But it's a bit more than that. So about the characteristics of people that, um, you know, have a career with horses. Now, you've brought people in, and you're going to tell me about them in a bit, that specialists in their therapy areas who may or may not have had experience with horses, we'll talk about that in a minute, but their characteristics. What do you think are their core skills or character traits? Um, One, they want to continue their education. They want to grow. Um, They also see the challenges that I saw and see in people. Integrity, drive, determination. I have them as young as 20 and up into closer to my age, you know, in the 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, that are also just looking for a change of scenery. Um, they've been in the business a really long time because they're driven, because they're scientifically based um, and being good at what they do. You know, this is a manipulation of movement. Um, we use the horses to manipulate the movement of the children. Yeah. And um, so they definitely have to be passionate about their job. And now I'd like you to tell me a bit about the people. And I'm not sure if you have different people working with horses, but Is there any difference between the people working with horses? And I'm thinking characteristics, type of, you know, personalities, even though they're probably working together. Do you see any difference there? Oh, yes. I see um, a lot. You know, I've got my group of outgoing and then I have my group that are like, just leave me to the horses. So we've got, you know, introverts, um, shyness. We've got... um, but we all have the same purpose. And I think that is the biggest characteristic I can say that brings us together is the integrity, the morals, the purpose. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about then, you know, we've got a few different therapists that are, you know, at the center. And I love the way that you put about us and you say, meet the therapists and then meet the horses. So, You know, we sort of get to meet the horses as well, but the therapist. Tell us if someone wants to be a therapist and work at a horse centre because, you know, majority of our listeners, all of our listeners, I presume, are horse orientated, not therapy orientated. So say someone has got a a background in horses and they're safe around the horses and they enjoy teaching the people and working with the public – If they wanted to get into the therapy side of things as well, what would they need to do? They would need to have a um, their doctorate to be able to perform an intake and an outtake, or they can go to tech school and be able to perform the sessions. Uh Um, You do have to have medical background, and then after that, there is an association, the American Hippotherapy Association, that we like everybody to get certified in, or they can take, and that's more OTPT and speech. And then you've got 
the PATH International, which is more of the the equine assisted, where they're learning how to ride, where they're learning how to, they've kind of worked past the manipulation and now it's more muscle memory. So yep, two years school tech to be able to perform the sessions and then their doctorate to be able to do intake and outtakes. And that's for OT, PT speech. And then we've also something we're doing different that I have not seen yet is incorporating that mental health. Okay. You know, because every country is going to be different, but if you're not in America, if you're not in the States now, then I would recommend that you contact within your country to get the legal requirements of doing therapy. Yes, absolutely. Because everywhere is different. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot off the press notification. That is, that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Now, other people who've influenced you and helped you, you know, thinking back, because you told me a story you got your first pony when you were five? Yes. Okay. So just think about people who've influenced you and, and just helped you through. Or, you know, is there one person in particular that you think has really influenced you with horses? I honestly have the passion for horses um, since I was a little girl. I didn't play with Barbies or anything, but I was very lucky to have my grandfather purchase the horses. And then he continued. He'd go to an auction and bring four or five home. <laughs> So he helped, he helped with the expense. Um, but then as I got older, um, I met my best friend, Samantha, and then she got her first horse with that. One of her dad's employees, he owned a trash company. She had horses and, you know, my best friend and I, 12, 13 years old, running around with 40 year olds, you know, going on trail rides and rodeos and, you know, they helped guide us into kind of maturity and then from there when I was about 15 16 we got introduced to a farrier and that man the knowledge the knowledge he he could tell us I mean we'd sit down in the barn for hours and watch him perform a coffin bone surgery on a horse and his philosophy is when you shoe you shoe the entire horse and growing up with that mindset that and his second pet peeve was you ride the horse with your body not your hands and those two things have stuck with me throughout the last 17 years of when you shoe, you shoe the whole horse. And when you ride, you ride with your body, not your hands. Yeah. Okay. And I think, you know, even just having a best friend that's got an interest in horses and things like that, and a grandfather who helps with a few expenses is always, <laughs> always, um, yeah. you know, something positive. What about horses? You know, has there been any particular horse that's influenced you or that you think right well I've quite a few yeah. um of course the first one Smokey um was his name he was a gelding um Tennessee Walker because my mom did show walking horses 
he was grumpy, grumpy old thing, but it didn't matter. I could go ride him, rain, snow, shine, could count on him. Um, after that, I ended up with a little pony. Um, his name was Blue, and he actually had his back leg twisted. But I would um, run barrels on him, and he would outrun most of the bigger horses. And then the one that made me the rider that I am today and has kept my passion alive was Tip Top. He was a flea-bitten gray that was abused. Um, my grandfather had picked him up at an auction. He was drugged. Nobody could touch him. In fact, I was forbidden to mess with him, but I did not listen. And that horse ended up running barrels, running poles, jumping, chasing cows, swimming. And he was he was my hard horse. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, you know, your proudest moment, you must have had a very, a couple of proud moments with Blue. How, you know, anything in particular that makes it more above the others? With Tip Top, probably, I'll never forget, I had gone down to the barn. We had seven horses at the time. Each one had a stall, but because he was so mistreated, he kind of got the middle of the barn. We just threw yeah. a feed. We didn't touch him. And uh, I'll never forget, I ran up to the house and told my dad, come here, come here, come here. And I was able to get that horse to lay down in the stall, climb on top of him and get that horse to stand back up. And I remember my dad, you know, oh, my gosh, get out of here. He's gonna hurt you. <laughs> you know, and then afterwards he was like, oh, I want to get you. You know, you're supposed to be in trouble, but that's really impressive. And I'm proud of you. <laughs> Good. So are you a therapist yourself or you're the organizer of the therapist? I'm the organizer. Um, mm -hmm. I'm the one that had the dream, the horses, the horse yep. background. But as I said, um, I'm actually a real estate broker in okay. the area. Okay. So thinking about then, and we're not going to say money because everyone always wants more money. What do you think has been the biggest challenge in setting up Saddled Souls? Because I also want to know how you overcame it. The hardest part was just doing it. Um, I've been working on this for many, many, many years, even auditioned for Shark Tank because I have a pending patent for interchangeable horse tack where we can change our tack decor in less than a minute. And the hardest part was just saying, okay, Lauren, you're all in or you got to give this up. And making that first jump into you're doing this, you're announcing it, you're hiring people. And after that, it's all, God's put us all together for a reason. Um, right now, our challenge is, is we're relocating. Um, we're waiting on a lease and insurance to take effect in this new place. Um, and also the knowledge of a medical facility, because again, I pass out when I see needles and <laughs> blood. <laughs> I'm far from your medical professional but I do have the heart. I do have the drive. I do have the passion of helping people, which is another reason, you know, I was a real estate agent. That's that's helping people create that American dream that they've been sold. That's helping families have a safe space. I just wanted to do more. And one, you know, it's nice to have a hobby that's a business. Yes, oh, I, I agree. It's a lifestyle, isn't it? You know, I think it if, is. if you talk to... Um, most people who work with horses, you know, like a lot of other professional sports people have their sport that they are professional in, but they have like a side sport, a side activity that complements. Whereas horses, it's like, okay, it's horses, but my side activity might be feeding the horses and caring for the horses. There's just no time. 
to, That's right. to have yes. that other yeah, side activity. Yep. Yeah, riding horses and taking care of horses are two totally different hobbies. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Now, so we've got something to take away with us, right? What do you think there's a common fault of the people that you come in contact with? And this is, you know, to do with horses. So is there a common fault? So what I would, if you were a um, a show jumper or a train or something, I would say, right, what's a common fault? What can people do to take away? But just think we've got horse people and they want to learn from this and have a bit of a takeaway so they can um, improve, whether it's improving the communication between them and their horse or, you know, just something or something that they can do if they were interested in even becoming an equine assisted therapist. My biggest takeaway would be it is okay to live a life that others can't see. It's put on your heart for a reason and you must fulfill it. Whether you think that it is a crazy idea or not, do it. When riding, you become one with the horse. We do a lot of repetition of close your eyes, hold your hands out, let's play the balance game. To become a better rider, you must become one with them. They are actually one of two animals that can fill our heartbeat within four feet. So imagine what they can feel when you are sitting on their back. They can feel a small fly land on them. So imagine what they feel with you. And again, I'm going to preach, ride with your body and not your hands. Yeah. I like the way that you said, you know, about becoming a better rider and becoming one with the horse. Yeah. Yes. Now, if people would like to contact you, What's the best way for them to we, contact you? Facebook, Instagram. Um, we're still, like I said, relocating. So all of our website stuff is coming through, but we are getting a much quicker response out to our social media platforms. Okay. As I said, those details will be on Horse Chat. So just go to horsechats.com, search for Lauren, search for Crocker, or search for Saddle Souls. And you'll find Lauren's page and all those details will be on there. So thanks again, Lauren, for coming. And um, yes, we'd love to have another chat when you're in your new facility and just give us an update on how things are going. That'd be great. Yes, I would love to do that. Okay. Thanks, Lauren. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below. 